the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, this morning, I'd like to begin with a little excerpt from one of the great minds in theology, Dr. Seuss, if I may. In his book, On Beyond Zebra, we catch a little bit of a frame, I think, that kind of helps us take in this day. It begins, said Conrad Cornelius O'Donnell O'Dell, my very young friend who is learning to spell. A is for ape, B is for bear, C is for camel, H is for hare, M is for mouse, R is for rat. I know all 26 letters like that. Through to Z, Z is for zebra. I know them all well, said Conrad Cornelius O'Donnell O'Dell. Now I know everything anyone knows because from beginning to end, from the start to the close, because Z is as far as the alphabet goes. Then he almost fell flat on his face on the floor when I picked up the chalk and drew one letter more, a letter he had never dreamed of before. And I said, you can stop if you want with the Z. Most people stop with the Z, but not me. In the places I go, there are things that I see that I could never spell if I stopped with a Z. I'm telling you this because you're one of my friends. My alphabet starts where your alphabet ends. My alphabet starts with this letter called Yez. It's the letter I use to spell Yezimetez. You'll be sort of surprised what is found there once you go beyond Z and start poking around. So on beyond zebra, explore like Columbus. Discover new letters like Wum, which is for Wumness. My high-sprouting whale who lives high on a hill, who never comes down till it's time to refill. So on beyond Z, it's high time you were shown that you really don't know all there is to be known. It's a wonderful reminder, isn't it? Because today, for all intents and purposes, all that we thought we knew gets extended. It's extended beyond what we could see and wrap our minds around. That's what John is teeing up for us in John chapter 1. So in many ways, on this quiet, kind of small, intimate gathering, it's wonderful to think about, really today, to use Dr. Seuss's phrase, the alphabet is extended. Our understanding of the world and everything that we knew has been extended. And in a sense, Christmas starts a whole new series of things that go beyond what we thought in the natural order of things, our understanding of things, even our understanding of the way that God interacts with the world. So if we go on beyond Z this morning, just for a bit, in John chapter 1, we capture, if you will, a new letter in the alphabet that God gives us this day, word incarnate, word incarnate. God himself stepping into the world he's created. It's the foundational piece of all of Christianity, is it not? It's what's before us this morning in that uh, prologue to John. Uh, and the Word was in the beginning, for the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He is in the beginning. And John kind of belabors this, almost to the extent that you can get tongue-tied, almost as if you were reading Dr. Seuss in this intro to John's gospel because he wants us to see that foundationally, in the beginning, God was there. We know that. But 
it's almost hard to wrap our minds around the reality of this day that God himself steps into creation. That is something that is, is so kind of beyond us. I mean, we, we get it in an abstract sort of way. But um, down throughout the ages, John doesn't want us to miss this fact that the word incarnate is there from the beginning, and he, he pounds it home in those opening verses, primarily so that we don't miss uh, the depth of what God has done in Jesus' entrance into the world on this day. If we miss it, we, we miss um, all the, the truth of the gospel. We miss the truth of what not just this day holds, but, but the impact that it has had on this day and down through the ages. The Word incarnate, Jesus Christ, who is there from the beginning when all things were made, when everything was spoken into being on that uh, first day, if you will, that we like to frame it analogously, um, is also the one who steps into his creation. Um, we, we get that, not just that it's doctrinally that he pre-exists all things, which is foundational, but it's for that reason that he can step into his creation, and in every moment from Jesus' life and ministry, from this day that we celebrate, um, till his death upon the cross, and, and even his work in the world, uh, which is ongoing through the Holy Spirit, we see that everything is reordered. The very one who spoke everything into being is, of course, the one who can speak to the very creation that he brought into being and calm the wind and the waves. He's the very one that can chase forth the darkness because he was the one that spoke into the darkness in the first place and said, let there be light. Um, it's so foundational that we grasp this and thankfully for John, uh, for us, John wrote this down in a way that we can have it. Because down throughout the ages, this is such a, it's a new extension of the alphabet, if you will. It's so foreign to us that we've wrestled this down, down throughout the ages. Folks can't quite grasp God stepping into the world he's made. Um, in fact, down throughout the ages, we've, we've had many who have said, well, no, he was probably just a good guy or a great moral teacher or a great prophet. But if, if that's the case, then, then none of this um, that John's written that we've seen that we hold to would make any sense. So John wants us to make sure we catch this. And it's not just something that those from old wrestled with. Um, it's something we wrestle with. In fact, in a, in a recent uh, poll, I believe it was last year, um, among Christians... They didn't understand that Jesus was not created, that Jesus pre-exists creation. The vast majority sees Jesus as a created being. And if we miss that, then far be it from us that we should put our hope in something that was created, because that's where the rest of the world places their hope. But we place our hope in the one who spoke all things into being. So we must grasp that first. It's not just a doctrinal point, but it's one that reshapes not just this day, but every day in light of that. And thus, uh, as we kind of press on just briefly, it's not just a, a foundational piece that he's there from the beginning, but he speaks all these things into being. Um, he's the one that steps into the world. Um, and because of that, this same world that he's created, the same people that he's chosen in Israel to, to be a light to the nations, have chased after the world in its ways. And so only he can step into creation um, to bring everything about in the way that he purposed from the, from the very beginning. 
Namely, that um, he wanted Israel not to just be this city set on a hill, but as they lived rightly according to the law in relationship to God, they would draw the world back to God himself in the ways that it had chased after creation itself. And yet, since they missed that, since um, Israel, and, the, and not just they, it's not their fault, it's the, it's the human heart, the human condition, being wayward as it is, um, missing that point, Jesus steps into the world for our sake. Um, he who was there from the beginning, who quite literally um, brings us, not just uh, back to himself, but he builds us in, in what he's doing. He does what Israel was chosen to do, namely make us part of God's family, grafting us in. When, when that went off course, when everything went off the rails, so to speak, um, God himself takes it upon himself, stepping into the world himself in Christ Jesus to fulfill that, to fulfill everything so that we might be his sons and daughters. That's the greatest gift that we celebrate this day, that God has grafted us in. He's made us part of his family. And, and lest we miss the totality of this, all of this kind of um, culminates in this last piece that as the word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth, Jesus fulfills everything before. This last little bit about the interchange of the law through Moses, grace comes through Jesus Christ. Um, we see that only God could fulfill the law, um, as we notice that even for all the sacrifices, all the rules, all the regulations could not bring that about, could not bridge that gap. Jesus steps into the world so that that can be done fulfilling the law so that the grace and truth that was not fully found there because the heart could not fully embrace that now just has to embrace the one who is taking care of all of that, namely Jesus himself. And as we think about that, he's the only one that can reveal to us God himself. No one's seen God, but when we look upon Jesus, we see God himself because he is God. And so we come back to that place in the beginning. But we're reminded that not only does he step into the world from the beginning, not only is he the one who builds us in, but quite wonderfully, God comes near to us. He draws near to us. He's already come the full distance. All we really have to do is just turn and embrace him. And so um, this morning, kind of in the stillness and the quiet of it, I'm glad you're here. It's one of my favorite days. And it's so wonderful to begin this day before we go off to activities and see friends and family to remember that um, this is what God has done. He's made us a family. If we embrace him through Christ Jesus, he brings God to us and continues to do so um, as we embrace him every day. So this day, I think it's just wonderful to reflect on um, really the obvious, the obvious that today begins something new, namely that God steps into the world for us adding, if you will, a whole new series of, of letters in our alphabet, um, peeling back the veil of what is unseen to let us see it, and not just see it and say, behold, the glory of God, but he actually then peels back that veil, as we know, upon the cross so that we can have access and embrace him forevermore. So I pray today that the richness of this day, the beginning if you will, of what God did this day that we celebrate that continues on down throughout the ages will be one that just settles into our hearts this day. That as we do so, uh, we take that in 
and that we embrace that more fully, knowing that as we do so, um, the, the fullness of time is such when the Word made flesh will dwell among us once more upon His return. And when He does, He brings with it the reordering of all things so that we might be with Him forevermore. So I pray the richness of this day would be one that dwells with you as you go be out the day and think about these things. Merry Christmas to you all, and may God bless you in the days to come. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.